What is going on, everybody? It is episode 150, a milestone of Pop Culture Crisis. My name is Brett. I am here with my co-host. Please introduce yourself. Hi, Crisis Actors. It's Mary. How are you doing today? I'm very proud to be here on this milestone episode. It is. A, I was like, I was, uh, it was when I was prepping the show. I was like, oh, like, like I think it's okay to celebrate like the, f- the ones and the yeah. fives and the, and mm-hmm. the evens. I don't think that Tim Every and Every 50 episodes, yeah. we'll give it to ourselves. It's like, uh, in the, which is funny because we were talking about birthdays and how I, I hate birthdays, uh, or at least I hate celebrating birthdays, but milestones for the show, I'm cool with. Yep. So we're going to do that. And by the way, that was the voice of our guest today. Please hey, introduce yourself. Uh, I'm Jamie Kilstein. Uh, I'm part of the Cast Castle vlog. I'm a stand-up comedian, and I'm uh, Mary's letting me hold one of her stuffed animal comfort bears because I not only was I having a bad day, but then my ex-girlfriend, like a spidey sense of a terrible woman, uh, emailed me about taking my guitar and stuff back, and I was Aww. like, "Uh," and then I saw Mary with a stuffed animal, and I was like, "Give me that!" It's because uh, she had the sixth sense that things were getting better, and then she's just like, "Not today, not today, sucker!" Yep. And then, she, and by the way, she was nice and fine and she didn't say anything bad it's just like a thing that has to be handled but i was like uh today did of, you have to do it today of all days right? of all it'll days. be okay just hug mini mr fluffykins yeah okay and all will be well yeah and all will be well. i feel good about it i saw the articles and i'm like oh, okay there's the, there there are other people who have it worse than me that, that that's uh that's <laughs> obviously yes. like a, a thing I, we talk about here I, a, i'm not ezra M- miller so that's cool that, You're not Machine Gun Kelly. No, oh, but I wish I was. Every day you wake up and you say, "At least I'm not Ezra Miller, and things will be things will be." Okay. Every day when I was political, I used to say, "At least I'm not Ezra Klein," and now that I'm on this show, at least I'm not Ezra Miller. They both work. It's, yep. it's uh, well, there was once a band called Better Than Ezra. Them I would be. They that, were, they were great. Uh, what was the You're big kidding. song? Good. Uh, I don't remember good. what it was. I'm Somebody old. in the chat will have to hit us with that one. I'm, I'm, I'm not sure what that Where was. Where my 40-year-old's at? Yes. Uh, <laughs> I, I just know that there was a band called Better Than Ezra. There sure was. So. There All sure right. Was. We got a bunch of stuff to talk about today. We're going to talk about uh, the continued and never-ending online hatred of Chris Pratt oh. uh, and its connection to, to religion. Uh, at least that's what uh, my uh, summation is that it really is mostly religious. I'm looking nature. at pictures of him, and I'm like, there's literally no one more likable. Yeah, it has to right. be about religion. Like, he's, he's literally, he's like, he's got like uh, in the pictures from Men's Health, I'm like, He's going for dad of dad of the year. Oh, he's the best. He's barbecuing. He's playing in a sprinkler. He, he's like, he loves his kids. It's like, what is there to actually hate about the guy? problematic king. But, yeah. uh, so, but they hate him, of course, because they want you to be problematic. Uh, so we're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about this interesting article from the director of The Northman, Robert Eggers, and some comments he made about the culture around Hollywood that I thought, thought were very interesting. Mary wrote an article uh, about celebrities and the uh, unending cope and seed that keeps uh, coming from Roe v. Wade, and that is going to be as uh, close to politics as we're going to get, but we're going to skirt the issue ever so slightly and make it more about the fact that they're just uh, they're celebrities and they and they right. act this way because Mary's a woman we're just going to give her 10% less of the coverage exactly that's per- exactly yeah, perfect. that was a that was a woman's pay joke everybody <laughs> Hey, See, hey, she laughed. It yeah. was funny. It's like that was like seventy percent of the laugh. No, but because she laughed, women also aren't funny. So that means it was a bad joke. <laughs> oh no! But that was a good joke. <laughs> that was a good joke. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm back, baby. Jamie is back. Take that, my ex. Okay. Okay. All right. Well, <laughs> we're gonna do that. We're gonna do potluck. <laughs> you doing all right over there, buddy? We're yeah, fine. We got this. We got this. He's we got good. This. We're off to a fantastic start. I'm yeah. loving it. I'm loving it. We're doing that. We're going to do Podluck, which will include Ezra Miller, but not better than Ezra, and a bunch of other stuff. So if you guys are just ready, to, thank you. Yeah, that works. Uh, if you guys are, are ready to get going, we're just going to go for, through it. Mary, 
Are we ready? Yes. Jamie? At least I didn't sneeze this time. <laughs> she she sneezed like right as we went live yesterday. Yeah. Uh, oh, uh, this is uh, this is all I, I have. So yes, I'm ready. <laughs> all right. <laughs> I'm, yeah, I'm gripping with all of my might. I'm ready. Let's go. Let's do it. All right. So it says Chris Pratt reacts to internet hatred, religious uh, religion criticism, and backlash for healthy daughter comment. That last part is how you know that the people who are criticizing him are 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 insane. Yeah. Um, but basically, the idea here is for as long as I've been paying attention to pop culture and as long as chris pratt has been around they've uh, twitter especially i mean they say internet hatred but it's really it, it's it's the 12 psychos on twitter yeah. um and the uh, bots and the bots uh so they, they hate chris pratt they can never really articulate why which is the funniest part but it always seems to come back to religion but it's always more like uh you know how like you kind of like you have that neighbor you don't really know much about him but you kind of make your own observations and you kind of create an image in your mind of who sure. that person is yeah. he is that person to them but he's an awful like to them he's an awful neighbor who borrows your lawnmower and never returns it yeah. uh and doesn't keep his house clean That's i him. i think that he, they despise him for the power they don't have over him mm. that it, like he doesn't care about the yeah if you can't browbeat him if he seems unbothered by all of the hatred then that just he like well, and they're also riles them up more. Yeah, and they do what they always do, mm. which is they find they just it, 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 it's almost like a lottery system where it's just like what popular actor that brings people joy are we going to try to extract from the world because we mm. are awful. And so then they I, f I feel like with Chris, it started with like a tattoo that yes. they thought like, yes. right. Yeah. That, and he wore a, he wore a Gadsden flag shirt once. Right. Like, and, and that was like, like That's a, bad. that was what a little was his too tattoo. Uh, I, I, I don't, I don't I, remember. I thought that was what it was. I thought I, he had a flag. Like I, yeah, a it was something like tattoo, that. Or it's, I, like a, or it's a religious tattoo. I also don't even know if he knew what it meant. Yep. Um, I'm sure the chat people know. But I just remember like it was a story for a couple days. It didn't really hold. And then since then, and it was years ago, they just keep digging and digging. And it just seems like they are clawing and there's nothing actually there and he seems fine and like mary said he's not really bothered by it so they just keep going and keep going well this article proves that i think i think it does get to him and i think he kind of he actually let out more in this in this article i disliked than, his response yeah like he, he kind of so, qualified yeah. he kind of qualifies his response here yeah. uh but we'll, we'll get into it right here it says uh, in a conversation that has been ongoing on social media for years with calls for chris pratt to be axed from the mcu amid speculation about his religious beliefs and politics as well as comments some interpreted as to be disrespectful to his son jack and his ex-wife anna ferris it's absolutely okay. insane so hold on let's pause before we get into the comments, two fab is this a right wing site or no, is this no, an entertainment no, this site? Is a just entertainment just site. Okay, so the reason I ask you that is because unless this was a quote unquote right wing site, yeah, the fact that any non political website could write that people want to cancel him for his religion, mm -hmm. imagine if that was. If he was Muslim. Yeah. Or if right? it was like Breitbart was writing it or, or, or like yeah. Or if he was uh, a, a, any kind of religion that wasn't a white guy. Well, they don't you also. Could never like there would be an outrage yeah. among the left. Mm -hmm. Someone being canceled because of their religion. Now, it would be one thing if Chris Pratt was like, hey, as a Christian, uh, this seems a little too gay for me. Then yes. you're like, okay, well, you can't do that, right? If he was being a bigot because of his religion, okay. But it's like, 
Homeboy is allowed to be whatever he is, Catholic, Christian. Their, their big issue is like they, they keep accusing him of going to Hillsong Church, which Even he apparently he never did. Even if he went to Hillsong, that's like what bothered me. Why would it be something you need to defend yourself about yeah. that you go to Hillsong? To a, me- to a mega church. It's that, just a, uh, an, a very generic, non-denominational Christian mega church. Now, I will say this is where hypocrisy on both sides so that was me sticking up for religious people but i will say that you know anytime somebody in the public light is you know going to a mosque that seems extremist Mm -hmm. the other side will try to call them out Mm -hmm. i mean that's what we don't that's what we forget when it comes to cancellation is that both sides are kind of hypocrites Mm -hmm. i can stick up for chris pratt but i will never forget god i may have even said this on this show i said it on some show there was a time like when the left was trying to cancel Roseanne Barr, yep. roughly a month later, and, and the right was like, how dare they? Freedom of speech. She should be able to do whatever she wants, blah, 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 blah. And then a month later, they, the right tried to do the exact same thing to James, James Gunn, Gunn. Yep. For, a, and they were, for a stupid joke. And I feel like people listening to the show and people in sort of the you know, cast castle universe, we should all be against these kind of dumb cancellations, whether it's for an innocuous tweet, whether it's for a religious belief, unless it is hate filled and hurting someone, people well, should then, be allowed to do, do what they I want. disagree. I How's thought that? that James Gunn's jokes were objectively wrong. I don't think they were innocuous, at least. I don't think they were I innocuous. Think jokes I like think that they were dumb and sloppy. Like something that it's like not necessarily the punching up versus punching down idea of like what jokes are okay to make, but um, you're cracking a joke about something that is already a laughing matter to people who hurt children. Well, I think it would be the same. I think the left would say the same thing about Roseanne, and I disagree with this, by the way, that she was. Norm- I forget what she, happened with. Roseanne she was Barr. normalizing racism. I don't remember what she, she made a racist yeah, thing about a, a, a black politician yeah. and like called her like it wasn't not good. So basically, oh. here he talks about how he he does find the stuff that they say about him hurtful and he in the past has been very good about never responding to this type of stuff but he kind of qualifies his response when he gets to talking about religion that's what i thought it was really very, bothered me yeah i knew i well i i knew you'd at least have a, have a strong opinion about it but he says you don't ever want to get caught complaining or anything because i have so many blessings i consider everything uh, a blessing truly in my life uh he told the publication before adding why are they coming after me Guardians of the Galaxy director James Gunn and Jurassic World director Colin Trevorrow both defended Pratt in the piece, with Gunn saying that the commentary was ab- that, at, that it absolutely infuriates him and based on stuff that people have literally just made up in their mind about him because they don't know because he never spoke on it. Pratt, meanwhile, believes it stems from publicly talking about and thanking God during a speech at the MTV Movie Awards. Uh, and I'm going to play those clips. Uh, I, I've got those here. Uh, and adding that he, that's, he gets why that talking about religion can be off-putting. And this is where we'll get into what Mary was not a fan of so he says religion has been oppressive as f for a long time i didn't know what uh, i didn't know that i would kind of become the face of religion when really i'm not a religious person i think there's a distinction between religious adherence to the customs created by man oftentimes appropriating uh the awe reserved for god for who i believe is a very real god and using it to control people to take money from people to abuse children to steal land to justify hatred he told men's health magazine when 
whatever it is, the evil that's in the heart of every single man has glommed on to the back of religion and, and come along for the ride. He clarified that he never went to Hillsong and doesn't know anyone from that church and told the publication that he attends Zoe Church and his daughter Lila was baptized in a normal Catholic church in Santa Monica. Well, he said that he learned that Twitter isn't real life. Pratt added that something, uh, that's something his son Jack hasn't, le- hasn't yet learned. His nine-year-old son with his first wife, uh, Anna Ferris, became a public talking point last year after the actor praised wife uh, Catherine Schwarzenegger on, uh, on social media for giving him a gorgeous, healthy daughter. Critics took it as a slight against Ferris and his son, who faced health problems as a baby after he was born nine weeks premature, leaving him with some physical limitations such as visual impairments. That is the ultimate stretch uh, bad, from people. Yeah, bad news, Libs. You all just made me like Chris Pratt so yeah. much more. Like, it's... Uh, I- I'm not a huge fan of the, the qualification. I almost wish he would have just well, left the said, religion out of it. Yeah, what he said was... Um, I'm going to be religious, but in a way that always gives me like the plausible deniability that I'm not fully committed to it. See, I took it as, and again, maybe this is me coming from a post more like liberal agnostic stance. I think it was, to me, it was kind of a beautiful thing about saying like, hey, I, I, my relationship with God is mine. I don't adhere to you guys like you can't tell me how I worship. You can't tell me what kind of religious I am. There are problems with organized religion that has nothing to do with my relationship to God. And I think he's saying essentially he's criticizing the people calling him out by saying, dude, I'm not even the face of this. I love God. I'll thank God. It's crazy that someone who isn't as re- as um, maybe traditionally religious as I am is being called out for. I mean, I, I think that what he's saying makes the call outs look even more ridiculous because he's not getting up and being like, thank you, Jesus, for this Emmy. And if you don't well, worship, you will go to hell. You know, well, let's play the let's his play the phrasing uh, was probably just done very poorly here because you're taking it to mean like almost the complete opposite of what I got from yeah. it. Like he's a dumb actor. He's saying, um, I'm not a religious person, but he most definitely is. Let's, pl- let's play the clips. Let's, uh, we'll play the clip okay. from the, uh, the original. Uh, this was from, uh, the 2018, um, MTV music, uh, movie and TV awards. When he talks, basically he gives like nine rules for life. And there's a couple of them in here that are very, uh, very much related to religion. So let's go. Uh, For you, believe that. I do. Loves you, God. Number six, God is real. God loves you. God wants the best for you. Believe that. I do. Learn to pray. It's easy and it's so good for your soul. And finally, Number nine, nobody is perfect. People are going to tell you you're perfect just the way you are. You're not. You are imperfect. You always will be. But there is a powerful force that designed you that way. And if you're willing to accept that, you will have grace. And grace is a gift. And like the freedom that we enjoy in this country, that grace was paid for with somebody else's blood. Do not forget it. That's very much um, what would nowadays be called a right wing talking. Point. Yeah, can I just and say really say quick? That that's with it? like I'm not religious. Uh, after 
that public <laughs> Okay, so I have thoughts. I have statement. thoughts. So first of all, without looking at Chris Pratt, I did not realize that he sounds exactly like John Cena, and that was very confusing for me. Second of all... <laughs> he does kind of, doesn't he? He does. So in L.A., let me, let, me, uh, let me teach you guys something about elite horrible people you would all hate. <laughs> in L.A., the majority of people would define themselves, especially back in the day, as agnostic, right? So there's a lot of, or it's I'm spiritual and not religious. Yeah, that's what we were talking, yeah. what you were talking about. Yeah, because like religion is, unfortunately, for my generation too, I came up, raised, you know, my mom was Christian and my dad was Jewish, but we didn't go to church, we didn't go to synagogue, but we did the stuff with presents. Like we celebrated Christmas and Hanukkah. So I was just taught, be a good person. And then my first exposure to religion was George Bush using uh conservative Christianity to not let gay people marry. And I think gay people should be allowed to marry. Right. Um, I'm, 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 I'm torn on the abortion stuff. There's a lot of stuff I'm torn about. Um, gay marriage. I just think like, let the state get out of it. And so a lot of people in my generation and on the left and artists, their exposure to religion was pretty much, it, it was repressing other people. And I think nowadays, religious people are starting to sort of come out of the closet. And I can speak for myself where I used to do a ton of shows with atheists and agnostics. And I considered myself agnostic for a little while. I consider myself atheist or at least Wikipedia did. I didn't. <laughs> and Wikipedia says I'm a lot of things. I'm not you guys. Mm-hmm. And, um, and when I started finding God and finding spirituality, even now when I say the word finding God, I feel very like, like it's hard for me to it's hard for me to say publicly and so i think give credit where credit's due i think that like i don't think chris is letting himself off the hook i think by him acting like hey i'm not trying to be this preachy whatever there's bad stuff with religion i actually think that's a much healthier way to evangelize because then when i hear that and me not you who was like been hardcore religious which is great your whole life when i hear that and then i hear chris pratt say that god stuff i gotta say that actually riled me up and i go man like you're right. Like, because even when I started praying, I didn't start by praying to God. I was like, okay, maybe I'll pray to the universe. And I would, because I was so sort of like lefty coastal indoctrinated into that secularism. I kind of think he's playing it maybe a little more intelligently than we think. He doesn't need Hmm. to, he doesn't need to pull back. So is the idea here that just using the word, the phrase, I'm not a religious person, just a really bad turn of phrase. Like he should have, he should have found another way to say it. It, Definitely, like, my takeaway from it was that he was ceding ground to the people who want to say that religion inherently, not because of corrupting influences, but inherently is oppressive and hateful. Yeah. And then using that to impose that characterization onto him. I wish he would have just left it out of it. and just. It's uh, in a defensive position. Yeah. Just like, I my religion is my it. business. Yeah, I wish or, he would have yeah. just, like, because he's, he's remained neutral for so long because he's chosen to not address it yeah. people on right. uh cra- crazy people on twitter send him crazy messages calling him crazy things and he just ignores it and that's worked very well for him also by the way for secular people listening because i know you know if, if there might be a lot of conservatives but there are definitely some atheists who are listening to this show all the things he said can also be taken secularly like they're just beautiful lessons right when it's like start to pray 
when I did say stuff to the universe, when I was talking to myself, it was me connecting to something bigger than myself, right? Whether it's God or the universe. When he was talking about, you know, accept that you were, cre- that there's a creator. It's like, okay, well, that means that I'm not alone and that I should be, Thank y- you. you know, I should be kinder to other people. I should take care of the environment. Yeah. I should whatever. Like these are just beautiful lessons with or without God. And I actually think, saying it with God was really brave yep. that I think if you're going to say it in that big of a uh, performance arena where that many people are watching, that's why I'm like, why would he try to go back on it now? Yeah. I think he was just trying to clarify between, you know, I'm not trying to be the religious face, but yeah, I don't think he wants that. I don't think he wants to have to carry that. That's a lot of pressure. He should have to. He shouldn't have to. Yes. I also think it's funny that they mentioned politics and he's just like, he's vaguely, like I said, he mentioned the part about like soldiers dying for our freedom. That would be considered today a fairly right wing talking point. But he, they like, there's, thank you. There's a, there's a thing where they're like, they got really mad because all the, all the cast of the Avengers went and did like a fundraiser for, uh, for Joe Biden and like he wasn't invited. My guess is because they know that he's probably wouldn't vote for them. And right. then like a, a bunch of people on Twitter got mad. Like he wasn't there doing the fundraiser for Biden. It's, he goes, nobody asked me to go. Right. And, and it's, it's like, so crazy. Why do you guys care? And I think the point you were trying to make before that, oh, hopefully I didn't walk all over, but I think like what is defined as right wing is making me want to straight up be right wing where it, you know, Oh, neoconservative Chris Pratt doesn't want troops to die and yeah. thinks God is good. It's like, <laughs> Homie, those aren't bad things. Yep. Those are okay things. Things that 10 years ago would have been, well, I, I guess probably longer than, 15 years ago would have been completely normal uh, things to think on both sides, I think. Uh, it's like when people talk about uh, the border, and I'm like, you guys do know that that was like a, that the, the Democrats pushed border security, however lightly, back in the day, right. uh, till post-Obama, and, and then it became something else. But oh, Nick, well, Nick, uh, Nixon was all about the environment. Like, you know, things have changed so much. So so let's look at some of the, uh, the the hilarious tweets that they send this guy. Because remember, that they think that because they're assuming, their assumption is that because he's religious, that that automatically means he doesn't like gay people. Uh, which we probably, which we know probably isn't true. He, no, if you're in Hollywood and you're an artist or you're like a theater kid, yeah. it's like, yo, dude, you know a lot of gay people. And it says, uh, it's people who just says, I don't care how starved we are for representation. I would rather eat my own foot than see Chris Pratt kiss Thor. Well, I don't think anybody wants to see Chris Pratt kiss Chris Hemsworth either but that's just me but the other thing that's funny is about it is i mean when the, you pitch it that way in such an unsexy voice the, no but uh, well it, i know uh, see uh, now the, mm? the, but there, there's also a funny one because they made in the comics a lot because they think like a lot of the writers uh, who write for marvel comics not for the the movies but for the comics uh think uh, or sit on twitter all day uh they made like star lord C- peter quill uh bisexual in the comics literally as like a kick as like it's supposed to be like a kick in the balls to Chris Pratt like ha now you play and they're like see it's canon now Star Lord is is bisexual literally because they're just they're they're mentally it's ill. like an aha yeah. moment to somebody who Go- is not even playing your also game. by the way gotcha you incels right also homophobic yes. homophobic to think that somebody who because is you religious think that's humiliating. W- yes would not want to kiss 
a gay person and or would not want to kiss a guy, you're being homophobic yep. to be like, ha ha, you have to kiss a guy. How gross. And it's like, yo, it's like so funny how they tell on themselves yep. sometimes. Just yes. Chris yes. Pratt ruins everything. Uh, I've never watched a single Marvel Marvel movie, but I will be watching Thor love and thunder solely because I want to see Chris Pratt visibly hold back slurs while Taika Waititi puts him in the gayest S ever. It's like these the people are evil. Real. Yes. Also the fact that you've never watched a Marvel movie. It's like, have fun with your unfun life. Uh, Chris Pratt. Okay. And then it's just, it's literally all people. And if you read also, it's just evil. It says, so Marvel confirmed that, uh, that Peter Quill is bisexual and Thor is a pansexual. Please. I feel sorry for Chris Pratt, like imagining being a homophobic. And then you find out that your character is bisexual. LMFAO. This is so humiliating. They're telling on themselves with every tweet, every tweet. And this, and this has been going on for years. And just imagine like, you're this dude, like, look at this picture of him from the magazine. He's just a dad. He's just the most dad looking dude you've ever seen he wants to raise his kids he wants to be married to Ar- married to Arnold Schwarzenegger's daughter yeah. and he wants to just live so and, look, and they won't leave him alone let's even if we take let's take religion and politics out of this right if we take religion and politics out of it and we look at internet commenters in general oftentimes they are projecting their misery and insecurities on people who are doing the thing that they wish they could do oh, yeah. but they were too scared to do it and they went to college because mommy and daddy did it and they majored in something that they didn't really want to and then they got married as a safety net and had a bunch of kids so their wife didn't leave them and now they're stuck just leaving YouTube comments or tweets to Chris Pratt who is a good looking highly successful rich family man that's all they have so even without politics and religion these people are just miserable people in general the problem is and I was guilty of this too when I was depressed and in a family marriage is when you on the left, they feel like it's righteous. If you feel like I'm defending gay people or I'm defending, you know, no matter how unhinged or inaccurate it is, you can tell yourself, I did a good job for the cause today. When in reality, you're nothing more than just another miserable incel YouTube commenter. Yep. And I want to, I want to point out one, one more uh, tweet here. And that's from Elliot page. Uh, And I think these are really funny. Cause so it says, if you are a famous actor and you belong to an organization that that hates a certain group of people, don't be surprised if someone simply wonders why it's not addressed. Being anti-LGBTQ is wrong. There aren't two sides. The damage is ca- it causes is severe. Full stop. Sending love to all. Is I this a reference know, to Hillsong? Yes. I want to know if they would hold, the, hold that energy whenever uh, you deal with someone of the Muslim faith because they are both... They both have elements of anti-LGBTQ sentiments in their religion, right? Yeah. They're both, so yes. why do they never hold both sides to account? Because they don't actually care. They're just out there to win. Almost all religions are no. homophobic, you guys. And also, what... I'm not wrong about... Uh, I'm, not, I'm not wrong about that, am I? About... about uh, uh, be Muslim, about the Muslim faith having no, you're a hundred percent. No, you're, no, you're hundred percent right. <laughs> yeah, uh, but no, no, no. I'm just saying that they never hold both sides to account. There, there are places, and and I have I, I I have defended my Muslim brothers and sisters all over the place. But there are places in the Middle East where you can be yeah. killed for being gay. Whenever they talk about this stuff, I'm like, isn't it great to live here in America where you're free to practice the religion of your choice and not be uh, and be gay and not be a victim of of a stoning? Right now, like look, that. if Chris Pratt tweeted. Gay people should not marry. Okay, now we're now we're actually like maybe you guys would disagree with me, but that's certainly more than him being like we should all love God. And he didn't like, go to that church anyways. Right, like that's that's the insane part. Also, the first sentence that Paige, you. the first sentence that Paige said, I forget what it was, but if you're against a group 
of people like you shouldn't work or something like that. Yeah. Essentially what Paige is saying is Paige shouldn't work because they are against Christians. Yeah. Uh, funny how so same I just deal. think even if he were a part of Hillsong, why would he be expected to answer for everything Hillsong uh, purports to believe or they think Hillsong believes. Justin right. Bieber and, and the Kardashians and both go to that church. If I voted for Biden, that doesn't mean that I want to kiss children. <laughs> I also, point. I didn't vote for Biden. Okay. And like, then can we carry that over to like Tom Cruise? We don't expect Tom Cruise no. to answer for all of the allegations against Scientology. So, Scientology is insane. And do you right. know how many times I saw Maverick in the theater? Three times. And we loved it and we don't care. To be fair, because people here we're were normal giving, people. I was getting a little bit of crap calling me a Scientologist apologizer. No, we were... For, I mean, look. I, I joked they were, about they it. Were kidding. They were kidding. When I saw the trailer for Mission Impossible... Right before Maverick, I was like, Scientology, I'm in. Yeah. I'm in, dog. Let's do <laughs> this. Let's, Let's do the lie detector right now. <laughs> uh, super chat. Let's do super chats. Okay. Uh, Murph tries DIY said, Jamie, didn't you quit working for Tim Pool? Did uh, you? Oh, uh, follow up on the vlog. There are many updates. So if you guys mm -hmm. watch the Cast Castle vlog, yes. Did I quit and did I curse out Allison? A hundred percent. Then did I go for my meeting with Vice? Also correct. Was it a <laughs> setup by Vice and then I had to sneak back into the castle by trying to gaslight everyone where we learned that Mary lived in an attic? Uh-huh. And then we ended up in New York with Tulsi Gabbard and some other special guests, which you will see this week. Go subscribe to Cast Castle. Tell Tim that you like Jamie Kilstein on it and you enjoy my work and we are going to build that and turn it into a wild sitcom about the culture wars on youtube for free right now for 10 percent off your free subscription to fantastic promotion for 10 percent off your free subscription to cast castle just type kilstein in at the at the bar yes it doesn't work yet but one day <laughs> <laughs> next johnny beck gave us a thumbs up thank you thank you darren Thanks. jones said religion is practice and rituals faith like mine of following jesus is about the heart I would not say I'm religious, but I live out my faith daily. That was a beautiful way to put it. That's pretty much what I was saying. I think Chris was kind of trying to be like, hey, I'm not trying to be a, a, a mascot yeah. for this religion. By the way, why did Hillside, if they knew they were going to get in trouble, why did they name themselves after like... It sounds like a horror movie. Hillsong. Right? Hillsong also sounds so, like a horror just, movie. I say, just in some better. Deal. Actually, it sounds like a nursing home. Oh, okay, I was gonna okay. say it sounds like like a weird hill hill people cult. <laughs> Old people go there to die. Oh, that's song, fair. I'm sure. Uh, sure, sure, no. sure, sure, sure. Continue, Merrick. <laughs> Bad app said Marvel Comics should have changed his name to Star Gaylord. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> that's freaking hilarious. That's, that sounds like I I don't know if it was as good without Mary's delivery, but with your delivery, oh. Priceless. <laughs> Waffle Sensei said Chris Pratt clearly watches this show. So, Chris, I just wanted to say stay based, Ooh. Star Prince, and don't <laughs> play into their games. I don't think he should have. He's playing the long game. I don't think he should have responded at all. I think he should have, like, yeah. just left the, the religion out of it. But, but it's, it's like interview. if you're just a normal person with normal emotions, you don't want to be accused of, like, being hateful all the time, then you're ceding ground to them. And like it sucks because only if you're like a dysfunctionally disagreeable person like me could you ever survive <laughs> like getting that level of criticism on the daily. Also, Mary by the way, that would get Chris canceled if his next award, if he's just like, I just want to thank God and all my IRL Timcast followers in the house. <laughs> everyone would be like, well, you're done, buddy. You just are, caned off stage. You are definitely. Chris, if you're, you're watching done. this, please be a guest on the show. Please be a guest and follow us all on social media. And oh, my God, he could be in the vlog. 
Oh yeah. Uh, what would he do? What would he do in the vlog? Oh, I would write. I would. I would give him if as many options as you. If I got Tulsi Gabbard to arm wrestle me, <laughs> is that tomorrow? Uh, is that today? Spoilers. T- tomorrow's the Home Alone episode. Oh, okay. and then we got Tulsi the next day, Perfect. and then we have someone very maybe larger than Tulsi and definitely more controversial the day after that. All right. It's going to be interesting. All right. So we're going to move on. We're going to talk about this article from the director of The Northman, which is Robert Eggers. Uh, In it, he talks about being sick of cinema's modern, tired, lame commercial culture. And I thought that this is kind of fascinating because one of the things I bring up very often is the concept of art and commerce uh, and how they, uh, they kind of come to resolve the concept of Considering themselves artists, they very much consider themselves to be like elite and above uh, the average person, uh, and they think of it what they do as art. Whereas most of the time, I say when you're when you're making movies the size of The Northman. Granted, this is one of his biggest movies of all time. Most of his other work has been like A twenty four smaller films. There is uh, an element of commercialization to all of these projects that you have to kind of resolve if you're going to work on on bigger name studio projects. So it says Robert Eggers certainly isn't the most mainstream. Minded of filmmakers making his mark as he did with thrillers known as The Witch and The Lighthouse. I don't know if anybody has seen The Lighthouse. The Lighthouse is fantastic. I heard it was great. Experimental uh, and the darlings of the of the critics, but uh, but both are made to appeal to the indie market more than the theater theater goers flocking to see Top Gun Maverick, which just crossed a billion dollars, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, going all out in 2022, Eggers uh, went for broke with The Northman, a high octane, a high octane actioneer. His to his historical piece, which unfortunately failed to light up its target audience, Eggers did receive the fondness of the critics, including bounding into comics, which is a dividend amid confusion about his message. Basically, they said like you're promoting toxic masculinity because it, it takes place. And you want to explain the the premise? You went and you went and saw it. Yeah, um, I forgot you didn't. See yeah, I wasn't it. there that night. Um. Yeah, so he, in the beginning, is a child, the the protagonist, and he witnesses his father's death. He follows, like, the Viking morality of avenging his father, um, who was killed by... Oh, this is a, a spoiler, obviously. That's a religion I can sign up for, by the by way. by his uncle. Revenge. Then yep. His uncle took his mother as a bride, and he has to avenge his father throughout the whole, the whole movie. So um, really he's following the ethic of that culture um and i i'm not sure if i would agree it glorifies it they talk about glorifying masculinity but even and if violence. it did i feel like why is that a problem uh, and they're telling a story awesome they're, they're the, telling a story and that's the problem they, they don't want you telling a story if it goes mm-hmm. against what they think is uh, a story worth telling but he was t- to their credit they let him make this movie uh at a much higher budget than most of his his previous work uh, but it says, but I, and, and even when it came out, when I saw the trailer for it, I was like, there's no way they're allowing this movie to get made. And, right. and uh, I don't know if anybody here watched Vikings, but um, uh, it's kind of like that. But like seeing that movie on the big screen, I didn't think it had the market for it because I just didn't feel like people were going to go to the theaters to see it. It did okay, but it didn't make great money. Mm. But the idea here is he says, uh, um, well, there's a lot of juxtaposing modern rules and morals in relation to historical periods in the modern cinematic climate. Eggers strove to be authentic to the Viking Age and its matter-of-factness when it came to the way of the warrior. It reminds me of... I don't know if anybody here saw the trailer for Prey, which is like the, the Predator. The new, I saw it. Yeah, yeah. okay. There, there's a line in there where she says like she wants to be a, a hunter because they like because she's not supposed to be because like that women aren't supposed to do that which is not a luxury they would have ever been afforded in like a time like that which right. is like I don't remember what period of time it was like the 1500s or it was like a long time ago mm-hmm. you when you're when you're just hunting to survive 
modern feminist dogma is not something a character has the luxury sure. of adhering to. That's something that is unique to this time period that we live in now. I now want to see a woke version of the Northmen where like his dad. <laughs> I want to forgive you. His, yeah, his dad gets killed and then the uncle takes the wife and he's like, I should save her, but. She can make her own choices. <laughs> yeah, she's a, she's I, I a girl boss. I respect. <laughs> yes, Queen can, Slay. Am I she's right? just got to lean in, girl. Just right? lean in. Yeah. Yeah. Was that the stupid book that that lady wrote? It's fine. I don't care. So it says, <laughs> I'm trying my best to articulate the physical material world of the Viking Age accurately and also the Viking mindset without judgment. The without judgment part yes. is important there because when they talk about these things, when, when woke people talk about movies, they think that any story you tell even if they're the bad guy, that you're somehow condoning that bad guy's behavior just by including it yeah. in your project. Everyone should yeah. go be the Joker and murder Which people. is a death to actual creativity. 100%. If everything you make means that you adhere to those beliefs. Yeah, you, I mean, essentially, that means we're all making those terrible movies we saw in high school, yeah. like the dare, don't do drugs with like the like, you know, McGruff the crime dog where everything has to just be a lesson. It's Edutainment. Like, yeah, it, no, you can still make, that's why... You you know, everyone was talking about the dude from The Boys. I forget what his name who should be nominated for something. Yeah. The dude who plays the lead. Yeah. And he Anthony was star. Yeah. And he was in this my secret guilty pleasure show called Banshee. Oh, Banshee's freaking. Oh, fantastic. every time I have a breakup, I watch Banshee because it's literally just him being a dude, just him saving women, ha sleeping with those women and then killing people yep. and getting revenge. And like I watch that and. I don't think it's bad to have these shows that like jack up your, you know, it's like every time you see Fast and the Furious, everyone's like speeding out of the parking lot. And it's kind of like, okay, it's a little silly. Am I going to go kill people? No. But also, is it bad for me to want to, to want to, to be inspired to like defend a yeah. woman if I see her in trouble? Because I'll tell you, whenever I see a dude raising her, this happened to me in Vegas with my brother. Whenever I see a dude raising his voice with his girlfriend, I'm the only one who walks over. And I'm not the biggest guy in the world, but man, it's like, we do need more men. We do need more masculine people who are willing to step in and help people. I mean, Jesus, like we didn't even look, look at the cops with school shootings, not even wanting to go in. Yep. Well, and then there were brave people who actually did want to go in. And we're stopping them. Like, we don't need a culture. I want to, like, peeification. I was going to put, uh, how do you say it? Yeah, how do you say it without yeah. cursing? Blankification. We don't need that in Hollywood. Yes. So he says he admitted that being non-sanitized in the art of cinema, which is an uphill battle when producers want to dial back grim material, uh, but getting his own way creatively is an equal, is equally, is an equally, Equally salient, that was a hard one, equally salient issue when cut, which conjures envy and Eggers towards the old way of storytelling. Basically, he wants it to be a time when you were allowed to make the movie you wanted to, wa to make without a Fortune 500 uh, conglomerate telling you, we've got focus groups telling you this is okay. Yes. We've got focus groups telling you this is okay. Yesterday, um, Greg, uh, Greg Ellis was, was here, yeah. uh, and he, he had some amazing stories uh, yeah. after the show about what it's like working in Hollywood, about just getting stuff made oh i should have uh, i should have hung out uh it's it, that's exactly how difficult it is and, and this is the line that i thought you would find the most interesting where he says this sounds super uber precious but i think it's hard to do this kind of creative work in a modern secular society when it becomes all about ego and yourself he said recognizing that the auteur cannot simply make films for an audience of one we've talked a lot about the idea of making art for artists and making art for an audience and that's where i think a lot of them have this problem where they want to make uh the 
average filmmaker wants to make art for other a director wants to make movies that other directors will or like the critics only or a critic will like whereas a um a whether you like him or not uh a, a uh what's his name from star uh see I'm, I'm blanking today Wait, from what from um star trek um from the movies C- chris pine oh uh jj abrams jj thank you yes i'm having a blank moment today. i wasn't Somebody super confident like, in that, when, a, when a jj abrams makes something that's uh not really a thank you uh not really a a, a great movie but uh, the average audience will be able to watch it or even michael bay yeah. makes transformers movies that are not necessarily good movies but you can go sit there for two hours uh mm-hmm. and it's sanitized but it entertains the largest amount of people michael bay might not have been the best example no jj abrams much. is good i mean i I think the bottom line is as an artist you need to be writing for yourself right if you if you're just writing for the critics and trying to be lofty and woke it's inauthentic if you're just trying to write you know to pander uh to dumb audiences or to try to you know hey it's like friends meets lost and you're just trying to combine other <laughs> popular things also lame and inauthentic or you're just trying to go along with the trend Ooh, everyone's making you know remakes with sassy ladies or whatever <laughs> it's gonna ring as inauthentic not because it's ladies but because the the movie was built on pandering. It has nothing to do with the girls. It has to do with that. Whereas like I always tell young comics when they ask me for advice, it's like every comic sounds like another comic when they start, they're trying to be David tell. They're trying to sound like John Mulaney. They're trying to sound like Jim Gaffigan. They're trying to, wherever they started, it usually is indicative of who they're trying to (coughs) sound like. And the bottom line is what makes Dave Chappelle great is he's never sounded like anyone yeah. other than Dave Chappelle. Well, they usually grow out of it eventually, right? Eventually, yeah. yes. You have to that, find or, your... Or they quit. You find your voice yes. uh, eventually. It says, he's, I'm envious, and this is the hor- horrible part, I'm envious of medieval craftsmen who are, who, are, who are doing their work for God and it becomes a way to, uh, to be creative to celebrate something else. Do you think that more art needs to be created in celebration of something else beyond more than just your own ego and vanity? Beyond the self. Yeah. Yeah, I mean... What this has me thinking about is how repressed we are. Thank um, you. Because that was God. <laughs> when that you was. when you make a story like like The Northman, uh, when you make a story that is not on a tight leash, um, that's like when you don't restrain creativity in a multitude of ways, trying to appeal Mm -hmm. to the culture of today. Because then you're automatically handcuffing yourself. Yeah, Yeah, you're... Like, The Northman is a story that maybe resonated with people because it's about a person and his connections to other people, not just his self-actualization. And not in a way that we relate to. No, I love that. And, you know... A non-political example I always used to use when I would talk about not listening to studios or test audiences is WALL-E, which mm-hmm. I, I believe won an Oscar um, or was at least nominated. But if you pitched WALL-E to test audiences, all right, it's a two-hour movie. 
It's about environmentalism. It's going to mock fat people and capitalism. And here's the best part. There's no dialogue until an hour and a half in. And the most dramatic scene is a robot's eyes coming to life. That is so subtle. I can't even describe it to you in words or the wire. We're going to have a show about cops, but no one is good and no one is bad. And by the way, the violence isn't fun. The violence is going to terrify you. The, the funny thing about that show is literally everyone's bad or, or at the yeah. very least, not that they're bad but everyone is flawed, flawed and very much like my favorite part is like yeah, it's like it's so 90s and 2000s like all the cops after they're done with their shift are like drinking and driving yeah they're, they're all drinking yes. like in public places 100 percent. and like nowadays the the whether whether depending on how you're framing the show if the show is about the cops being the good guys they would be portrayed as as good guys only yeah i mean i even wonder if seinfeld it's like mm, we need someone more likable yeah. and it's like no the point is that none of them are likable mm-hmm. and so when you are writing you know you hear so many authors especially they talk about how when they get in that flow state it feels like they're possessed and it feels like some they're, they're writing either th- so they're channeling something and that could be god that could be you know whatever it is but you're you you're not spending the whole time micromanaging every sentence of yours being like our audience is going to like this am i going to get in trouble or else it's not art anymore i'm rewatching the sopranos right now um on a bet from a friend because i just i never got it when i was younger same, I, same, I never same, got same. it i'm rewatching it and the funny thing is uh you wouldn't call them protagonists but the main characters the amount of like racist language that's yeah. kind of but it's it's done in this matter of fact way as if it was just how things were at the time because it was uh, and it challenges you to accept this person as more than just a character with uh either uh, granted they're talking about the mob so you're automatically making them anti-heroes at best yeah. flawed uh uh, protagonists at best but you know yeah like a Twitter really, a Twitter warrior isn't going to go up to a mobster who's definitely murdered and raped people and be like I didn't like that slur you used exactly like, like, alright well that's the least of your problems bud though that that was the funny thing about like I don't remember what movie we were watching recently or no uh, in, in the show Peacemaker um, Peacemaker's dad who's just a virulent racist oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh but also raised his son to be a a, a murdering psychopath mm-hmm. he, they never take the dad to task for raising his own son to be a murdering psychopath they raise him they, they take him to task because he has the he deigns to be racist uh and so he says racist things and they're like and that's awful well yeah sure your kid's a homicidal ma- you turned into sure. a homicidal maniac because you trained him to be but that's not what you did what was bad what you did was bad was uh is say awful things about people yeah, yeah i don't uh, like your 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 policy on the border wall exactly it's, it's it's absolutely hilarious it's like they they don't know where they're they they don't understand proportional response to anything like <laughs> you used to be able to and, and what i would guess is that back in the day before race became everything in cinema those lines would have been left on the cutting room floor or it wouldn't have been seen as super important yeah. uh it would have just been like they would have they would have peppered stuff in there to like give you the vague idea that maybe this guy's kind of a crappy person mm-hmm. but they don't harp on it dennis harp uh, dennis hopper scene in true romance I don't remember. I've never seen it. Riddled in N-bombs. Okay. But one of the most historic scenes where, you know, it's right before Christopher Walken's about to kill him. And there's no, you know, and, and, and his death is obviously like profoundly affects Christian Slater and stuff like that. And, you, you know, Christian Slater at, at the funeral wasn't like, man, I wish my dad wasn't racist. Like, it's like, you just understand that's the character. The racism isn't good. Was he a good dad who loved his son? Who loved his son? Yep. yep. But we don't need to address it. It's just like, it makes the character m- more three-dimensional, which exactly. is good, which is good. 
Do you uh, do you watch many of like the 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 faith based films? Like that's which uh, ones? Like, I mean, are I we talking Hallmark? Any, any of them? Like that's like because the thing that I thought was funny about this was like uh, was like how he's talking about making art for God when uh, when movies about God nowadays tend to be very heavy. Like like that we're kind of getting into like Father Stew was great. Yeah, uh, I heard that the the Kurt Warner biopic was good as well. But like maybe seen. we're coming into a renaissance where they're learning how to make these movies in a better way. I, I really hope so. I'm glad that you brought up Wally because like. That is a children's story. It's a children's movie. Um, and it I think it appealed to children because they are smarter than we give them credit for. 100%. And they don't have the restraints of or like the limiting beliefs that we have that cause like adults these days to want such simplistic, reductive, two-dimensional characters and stories that don't actually talk about the ends of yep. a human being. Yep. Uh, and maybe like the shortcomings, the like horrific shortcomings of humanity that totally. Wally addressed. Yeah. So poignantly and like in a way that is uh, still family friendly because that's just that's a such a human story about a robot. Yep. Like yep. Uh, I don't even know how to express like how lost we are um, mm. <laughs> in making movies like that anymore. Uh, I think the Northman was an attempt at that because it it's not uh, an ego trip story. It's yeah. about uh, other people. It's about his connections to other people and his ultimate destiny. Like it showed him uh, strung up in a nervous system that represented his entire ancestry. Mm. Oh. Like... His, it was all about other people. I want to watch the North. It's all so about bad. relationships. Is it streaming yet? I'm going to watch it tonight. In most of his issues here, what he's talking about is, is the concept of having to be an artistic filmmaker with an artistic vision, but work within the parameters of these companies that just have far different expectations for these films than you do. At the end of the day, they can talk about, we want to represent people. We want to tell stories about this. You want to make money. Well, and I wonder if what's going to happen is kind of what's happening with podcasts in the mainstream media where we're just going to get more tribalized, right? So you have the Daily Wire making pretty much right-wing movies, which, again, will eventually have the same problem where they're forcing their agenda, right, to kind of overcorrect liberal Hollywood forcing their agenda. And so maybe then you can have people that can go to each extreme, and then you can just have places that make fun movies like I don't consider a revenge movie a right-wing movie I yeah. don't consider an action movie I don't consider something that's riddled with sex I don't consider something that isn't starring like a Latina ex trans person in a wheelchair like uh, <laughs> that that's what you need nowadays to to, to be left-wing I just I hope we can get back to the mm -hmm. point after all of this like tribalistic fighting where we can just get back to hey you want to make this good movie and that good movie happens to star a black woman? Dope. Do it. You want to make this good movie and it happens to do with revenge and it's Chris Pratt slitting a bunch of people's throats because <laughs> his family was killed? I mean, God, like... I mean, The Punisher. The Punisher, I think, did great on Netflix, and it was just that. Just a dude who lost his family and he's killing his way to revenge. Those stories are since the dawn of time like those stories are great they're great they're great they're great they're my favorite i'm gonna see watch the northman tonight um uh and then 
Yes, The Punisher was. I loved the first season of The Punisher. The, so se- the second season, I, I didn't really care. Second season was like a little more stereotypical storylines, but, but I, I was still kind of into it. But I did love all three seasons of Daredevil, and everybody who has not seen so the Daredevil good. TV show should go. My younger brother it. loves Daredevil. I think the third was the third season the best because mm. I, I would rewatch. I still that. consider the first season to be the, the first best. season the best. In, my, okay. in my opinion. Fair, fair, fair. Uh, but it says uh, closing thoughts. He says any worldview where everything around them is full of meaning and is exciting. To me uh, is exciting to me because we live in such a tiresome, lame commercial culture now. Well, that's the world he lives in because of Hollywood, and I just uh, it will be interesting to see where that goes. Um, because like I, I'd like to think that we here don't like adhere to any one uh, belief system, and I'd like to see that go back to being the way it is in Hollywood. But I just don't see that happening anytime soon, as long as these movies cost as much as they co- as they you know as they cost to make, and the studio needs to uh, hit check the right amount of boxes just to get the funding done for the project. So yeah. it's a problem. Super chats. Yes, Philip Allen McCracken says. Well, I think he misspelled this, but the kill scene. I love every time you appear. I need more of your more of you, Jamie. Is there any of your content you recommend I watch? Oh, buddy. Um, well, I have a podcast. Um, it's the curse word, but I'm going to bleep it out. It's called a F ups guide to the universe, which you can get on. Uh, you go to Jamie Kilstein Um, You can check out the vlogs I'm writing and, and leave comments that you like me. And I, I, a lot of the comments have been good. I never go in the comment section, never. but I did go in the other day for Allison after the episode where Allison tries to kill me with a skateboard <laughs> multiple times. This is the kind of gold you're missing. And I saw one person, there were a bunch of nice comments. And one person went, when is Kilstein going to be funny? And I just responded with, thanks for your continual support and watching the podcast. And then a kissy face uh, (laughs) or watching the vlog. Um, So, yeah. So leave comments. Tell your friends about it. And then I say right now the vlog. Follow me on social media. I'm going to post clips of me and Tulsi and um, some of my stand-up clips from the Beacon Theater. So my Instagram's at the Jamie Kilstein and my Twitter's Jamie Kilstein. And I told... Brett and Mary, I love this show so much. I would be on this show every day if I if I get permission. <laughs> <laughs> we'll just we'll sit the bear in there uh, in place until just he comes back. It won't be the same. It won't, won't be, be the same, same. guys. Who's Wouldn't that go be ridiculous if somebody know. just interviewed a bear? That would be insane. That would be insane. <laughs> um, okay. watch, watch the vlog tomorrow. Uh, new new uh, next super chat. Christopher Miliante said, "Kitty catification." I don't oh, remember yeah. Rather when than, this yes. was sent. Yeah, was. I, I was trying to. He, thank you. The kitty catification <laughs> of Hollywood. Oh, oh. Got it. Good work. James Oren. What if I just changed it and I was like, I got it. The C word of Hollywood. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> Nailed it. <laughs> James Orenthal. I can't pronounce that. The name of a senator from the 1940s. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, really? No, no, no. It just sounds very oh, okay. Senator-esque from back then. <laughs> uh, shout out to the best pop culture crisis trio, Midwest yes. Brett, Mary Anime Eyes, and Jamie Kiljitsu. <laughs> Woo! I'll take that. Also, Hoon Lee as Job steals every scene in Banshee. Job. Oh, yeah, 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 uh, yeah. He also did a really funny, a really good episode in the early days of White Collar where he plays like a, like a, a counter, or he's like a, a Smuggler or like a money launderer yeah, for yeah, like yeah. Uh, the ch- for like the the mob, mm-hmm. uh, love it. Yeah, the first scene in Banshee where the the homophobic dudes at the diner, while he was trying to like hack in and 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 save the day, and he just like walks up and just starts slapping them and oh, so good, so good, so good, so good. One more. Bad app said 
Yo, Mary, your talons are on point like Chris Pratt's raptor. Dang. I'm assuming well, they're you. talking about the raptor in Jurassic the World. One Jurassic World that um, had those stabbing yeah. claws. Yeah, that did remind me of myself. You said uh, that's what it made me think of as well. Mary just looks just like a raptor. That's what I, that's what I'm thinking of. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> She's not happy with that one. She's like, I do not look like a raptor. <laughs> all right, we're going to move on. And we're going to talk about something not controversial at all. Uh, do yeah. You, do you want to go ahead and <laughs> lead this one, Mary? Go for it. Uh, sure. So um, I wrote an article for this topic because I didn't think anyone was addressing this particular angle of it. And technically, I'm not allowed to have an opinion on this. Technically from what I've been, not. What I've yeah. been told, so basically so. just mm. shut up and listen and believe women. Um, <laughs> I'm a little baby. I'm allowed to have an opinion. <laughs> Celebrities can't help themselves from weighing in on the overturning of Roe v. Wade. Looking for crumbs of praise and validation, My celebrities God, put Mary. on their <laughs> activist caps in the wake of Friday's Supreme Court decision. If you have been living under a rock, the Supreme Court overturned Roe v. Wade last week. And this is as political as we're ever going to get on here. Don't even worry about it. Because at first, um, I'll admit, Brett and I, we thought that this was going to be a big problem for pop culture crisis because the headlines were going to be absolutely inundated with this celebrity had this take on it, it. is that this celebrity still. had that take on it this celebrity protested this they tweeted this blah 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 it the the it is still happening as we speak the next three but, months are going to or next month is going to be nothing but me just right. try, being frazzled trying to make sure we have enough to talk about that has <laughs> nothing to do with this topic and instead of ignoring it completely which i believe would be varying our heads in the sand a little bit I figured we instead would, of aborting the topic, <laughs> we would we would address <laughs> not the content of what these celebrities are saying, but really the fact that they're speaking on it at all. Do you need to? Yeah, right. Um, like, is it their place to speak on an issue like this? And why do they believe themselves to be moral authorities on anything? Why do they? Uh, Impose their political opinions on not in just their this, but everything. On not just this, but everything. Yeah, like right at every opportunity. Why does it have to have to be that way? And uh, is it really their right to speak on it? To choose, you know, their right. I believe. Yeah, is it their right I mean, to choose to always talk about this? <laughs> is anyone asking? Yeah. I yeah. So uh, that's so, a problem. So like, I'm I'm of two minds. If you truly believe something. I think if it is pure and moral and from your heart and you're doing it for whatever reason, you're an athlete who stood up for racism back in the day. Um, the Olympian against who, racism against right. Yeah, yeah. Who stood up, who was proudly for racism. Love that. <laughs> um, and, uh, you know, uh, people who, who spoke up against segregation, all this stuff. There were plenty of important moments where but Muhammad Ali with Vietnam, right? Mm -hmm. There are plenty of important moments where, Artists and activists and athletes stood out. And I think that if you truly believe something, much like we just defended Chris Pratt talking about God, a hundred percent. Whether it's whether you whether I agree with it or whether I don't agree with it, you have the right to do it. The problem in Hollywood, and I think why you separated, you know, the Chris Pratt thing, because Chris, it seems like he's the only one. And then with abortion, suddenly it's like everybody's tweeting, is I feel like what is very toxic and insidious is 
artists and actors feeling pressured like they have to comment mm-hmm. something. And I think that that's happening more and more where famous people that I am friends with, I like I sat on my tweet for a long time because I was I would have considered myself 100% pro-choice, you know, a year ago. And now having more pro-life friends who have talked to me about stuff and have talked to me about these eight-month abortions and stuff like that or giving me statistics, you know, it makes me go, okay, I'm still pro-choice because the word is choice, not pro-abortion, right? Like I still don't want a woman to die in the rare case that a woman is raped or there's incest, you know, and they catch it early. I I, I still don't know how I feel. Um, So I sat on it. And I was like, I'm going to be responsible and I'm not just going to tweet a pro-life thing and I'm not just going to tweet a pro-choice thing. And then I saw friends of mine being like, oh, I see the men being silent. When are you going to say something? If you don't say so, it's your responsibility it's to like say something. like black squares on after and, George Floyd. And that is what I think is incredibly toxic and unhealthy because you're forcing people who maybe didn't want to speak on it or who are maybe confused, you yep. know? So what I eventually did end up tweeting, and of course I had a couple people on the left and a couple people on the right, not like it is I go you can want to save babies and women at the same time Mm -hmm. something like that which is like hey I don't want women to die and I also don't want babies to die and I had some Mm -hmm. crazy pro-life people go anytime there's an abortion is a murder of a child and I had some crazy liberals go if if, you know she should be able to get an abortion whatever else you're anti-woman and then the majority of people said yeah we got to figure that out and what I think that means is if we if abortion was ever to become fully illegal we need better uh, sex education we need um, uh, better access to contraceptives etc etc uh, it doesn't have to be all or nothing but I think pressuring celebrities where I'm risking my career if I don't make some stupid tweet the saying that, that I stand not, with I women just, I think I don't is terrible. think that they they are risking their careers if they don't comment I think that they genuinely do feel strongly on this topic for whatever reason most of the time, at least the tweets. I if it's somebody who's like who, who who's like who puts it off and then eventually tweets something that feels like maybe they felt the pressure that they had well, to. Yeah, but I going mean, live on stage right at Glastonbury right, right, and doing right. it immediately after. Uh, what was the art? You said they were like reading the stage because they they didn't well, know yeah, the names firstly, of the. Like, the first thing I saw from this was Olivia Rodrigo uh, performing Lily Allen's single "F You." Mm. Which is just a uh, in, cringe. Res- in direct response to the news. I'm not a huge fan of the word cringe, but that song is one it of the cringe. It was cringe, yeah. Ooh, I'm, a fan, I'm not a fan of that either. Is it because you think it's kind of mean and sometimes used for something that Well, it's that totally hypocritical. Like? The, the, so- I just, the song it- is like, F you, you hateful bigot, but actually like you're being hateful yes. because you can only think about how angry you are yep. at people who disagree with you. But anyway, like Olivia Rodrigo was... Uh, she called out the conservative justices by name on stage and I could see in the video that she was like looking down at the list they posted Gors- on the Gorsuch? stage yeah. <laughs> what's it, what's his checking name? that she Bert was Kaviga. getting the names right <laughs> yeah. because she's a 19 year old pop star right. Amy and Conhead obviously Baron. this is not in her wheelhouse and shouldn't be yeah um that was one thing at Glastonbury. Also, uh, Billie Eilish was the headliner, the youngest headliner to date, and she spoke on it as well um, to her audience. She said, Today is a dark day for women in America. It's all I'm able to say about it. I can't bear to think about it. While she introduced her song about privilege, 
or the abuse of privilege I called mean, your power. I'll also say, like, just speaking from personal experience, because that's all I can do, is I didn't want to tweet anything about it. But then I thought about, you know what? I have a ton of liberals who follow me. And I also have a bunch of conservatives. And now, you know, one of the things that people say they like about me when I do Tim's podcast is that I can be compassionate towards both sides. So I did sort of feel this like responsibility. If it was up to me, my Twitter would just be about Banshee, Jiu-Jitsu, and you guys. Perfect. uh, Let's go. It would be be the best, right? But I do think we can't be hypocrites. If we supported Chris... Now, we can comment on it we can be like does she actually know the supreme court justices do i agree with that blah 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 but if they truly do believe it just like chris pratt truly believed what he said we kind of have to support both like that's how free speech well what i concluded from this is yes celebrities are human beings like the rest of us and they do have their convictions they have the right to you know their conscience Mm -hmm. and when asked I think they should speak on it. But when they're oh, injecting okay. so it into a performance a performance or their entertainment in general. Um, I think the exact opposite. So I <laughs> Perfect. think. But, but Let's go. Not, not even in a trying to fight way. I think <laughs> that your art is your art. I think that's the best place to do it. However, when reporters try to do gotcha, if you're a ni- you. if you're a 19-year-old actress and you're there to promote your new movie and a reporter goes, "How do you feel about Roe v. Wade?" I think that's garbage gotcha reporting from the journalist that's putting a kid on but the you spot to talk about it. Are certain that uh, a PR person for Olivia Rodrigo was like this is great. You're set at Glastonbury. We're going to use or not. to respond to this news. But we never know, right? And like you'll the go di- viral on Twitter. I mean, because the, you- the Dixie that's chick. Even, that's the- more ghoulish. If they're doing it just because they know it goes viral. Then get, that's of ghoulish. Course, that's very ghoulish. Of yeah. course. But remember back that. in the day with the left, because things also changed. Like the Dixie chick spoke out against the war in Iraq and against George Bush and yes. were kicked off of like tons of radio stations yeah, and had their that. careers ruined and they had to go dark for a long time. And then they got rid of Dixie from their name because then the left came for them. For oh, wasn't it like the chicks? It's just the chicks uh, now. They're, like, they're a thing again. They're just you the chicks You know you can't now. call women chicks. You can't call them, yeah. Right? They're just the now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. The thes. Thes, offend to, the thes is offensive to people who identify as thes. It, it's just, they could become the chicksy dicks. That's what they could be. That's just, what no. it is. <laughs> I would say they could be a, just a symbol like Prince, but then that's appropriated from Prince who is a person of color. It's a real mess, It's a, It's a mess. It's, it's a, a mess. real mess. I will... I will say about all this, I will say this about all this, that I have, a, a, and this is just my personal experience, because I don't use my, however small or large platform to talk about I know, politics. you've done everything in your power to get us to not talk about this article. I, no, 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 <laughs> no, no. What I'm, kidding, I'm saying I'm is what I love is I follow a lot of creators from various parts of the world that make various things, and there are a couple of like uh, like female dance uh, dancers that I follow that have very pointedly not made any statement about this. And I feel a rush of gratitude that they didn't feel the need to make some large form mm-hmm. statement, even if they agree with it. Now I'm not like this thing. I'm not saying that they don't have the right to, I don't know. I wouldn't make me unfollow them or, or something like that, but it does make me think like, you know what? 
Politics isn't everything. It's not the most important thing in the world. This lady's just posting her, her videos, posting her TikToks, doing her work. And if she felt pressured to speak on it, she didn't do it. Dude, yep. So I was, I was political for the longest time. And when I stopped, I legitimately thought, I'm not helping people anymore. And I realized when I was political and I was like yelling at people all the time, I was kind of doing it for me and my ego as well. So COVID happens. And I was like, I don't want to talk about politics. And I just started making these sketches, these solo sketches on Instagram. And a lot of them were about jujitsu. A lot of them were about mental health. They were about breakups I was going through. And I had never, you know, 15 years of stand-up where I was called the next George Carlin and Bill Hicks, just all political, all angry, angry political. And I was like, you know what, man? I'm just making this comedy for me. I don't care anymore. I'm not trying to change the world, blah, blah, blah. That year were the most messages I got from people who told me that I help with their depression or literal suicide attempts because they just needed to laugh. Yeah. And it didn't matter what it was about. And it didn't matter if it lined up with their political beliefs. And what you were saying with those dancers, like, man, sometimes when people are depressed and when they don't want to even watch the news, they just need to dance. They just need to listen to music. They just need to listen to a podcast, whatever it is. And we forget that just by being a voice or entertaining people and getting them for a little bit to forget about the problems of the world, that actually is helping more than we think and i don't You're doing more by doing that than you are about sharing your opinion that that most of our opinions which are going to be shared by large swaths of the population anyways it's yeah. not like any at least i'm not going to be contributing anything to the discussion that will be groundbreaking and change the world as far as what my beliefs are on abortion rights geopolitics any of that stuff you have you carry more weight in doing what you were put on this earth to yes. do than you do by talking about these things. And I feel like these artists take that for granted because of the corporate structure of what they're making. You like know you said. why you, you saying that is why I love you as an artist. It was a little more self-hating than I would have done, but it's also if you don't have anything new, that's why I sat on a tweet. I was like, I don't have anything yet. Yeah. And if I can't contribute to the conversation, you know, back in the day, it was just, I got to get the hot take. Yeah. I have to be first. I have to, and that's most people. They're like, I have to have the first good tweet about yep. abortion. While meanwhile, <laughs> people on both sides are, one side think, thinks they're fighting for babies. One side thinks they're fighting for women. And then the other side is fighting for retweets. It's like, gross, you. you're garbage. Sh sh think of the, in a dystopian reality where that's your phrase for the day. I got to get the first good hot take on uh, abortion. Right. Uh. And, like clearly what we're trending toward is compelled speech. Yep. Like absolutely that's uh, black squares on Instagram. Otherwise uh, you didn't, you didn't do enough to help. You can't somebody. have mixed feelings on anything. Nope. You can't be undecided. You can't just be silent for whatever reason you choose. And also, by the way, if you want to be nuanced, it's so hard. That's why podcasts are so great. It's so hard to make a hundred, whatever the character limit is. Twitter, on Twitter. is designed to not allow. For yeah. Nuance. Saying, Hey, I don't want innocent black kids to be killed. Also, being a cop is really hard. Also, we should wait till the facts are up. Also, cops need more training. Also, these poor communities of color have been torn apart for decades and we need to give them proper infrastructure. All, like, you know what I mean? There's but no so one wants much... to hear that because no. that would actually hold some people accountable. It's either you, you, you hate cops or you hate black people. Yep. It's either you hate babies or you hate women. It's either you hate guns or you want like it's it's so ridiculous. And there's there's conversation to be had about all of it, which is why it probably shouldn't be in the hands of 19 year old singers at Glastonbury that's yeah that's what I'm saying like why is that the 
the proper medium for that message. But they have the Why? right to say it. But it's sure they have you know, the right to say whatever. it. But like, is that tasteful? Is that helpful? Is it? Is it wise? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> um, to, to and also to speak to an audience of mostly like Gen Z women. Yeah. Yep. Who already probably are on the same page on that and issue have anyways. And you're doing that so that the clip will get posted on Twitter because your PR person told you to do it. It's uh, in the death of nuances, I think, like you said. Like, uh, you're not going to get nuanced at a concert. You're not going to get nuanced on Twitter. It and reminds some people me of, have been um, just so, so nasty about it. Yeah. Like, this this tweet from um, from Pink. Yeah. She said, let's be clear. If you believe the government belongs in a woman's uterus, a gay person's business or marriage, or that racism is okay, not sure what those other two had to do with the news, then please, in the name of your Lord, never effing listen to my music again and also F right off. What you else would I do if I can't listen to any more pink music? If I was a, if, if, if I was a conservative, what would I do if I was not to go through a, I mean, Kenny Chesney, Keith Urban pink? Uh, I don't think there's any pink in most yeah. of those people's playlists. I just don't. You're named after a color. Yeah. Well, I think, <laughs> I, I, think right? I think the reason she brought up the other stuff is because everyone was I had a I actually had a, a, a gay marriage tweet before. I did an abortion one because I didn't know how I felt about the abortion <laughs> one yet where they were talking about trying to the Supreme Court going after gay marriage next and what I said was something like with the gas prices everything that's happening in the economy mental health statistics and whatever if you care about if two gay people who love each other get married something 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 I didn't say oh, oh I remember what I said I said if you care about two gay people marrying uh, don't listen to Pink's music that's what I said the, I'm just kidding and, and, let, <laughs> and, let's, and let's face it most of the people that are they're gonna have that discussion um, they, they don't want to thank you, thank you. Um, uh, they, they just they I'm just over it. I'm over it's the whole this, thing. What I'm saying is like the celebrities who are speaking out, I don't um, get the impression they're doing so because they feel this conviction in their heart that they need yeah. to speak out for an issue uh, it, it, about justice, that yeah. they're speaking for people who don't have a voice. They're speaking Which I hate to, the concept They're of. speaking down to people that they hate. I hate in an age where like everyone has a phone and access to the internet that I need pink to be my voice for the voiceless. No, no yeah. pink does not get to be the voice for the voiceless. Let the people without a voice get that. No, they have a cell phone. I would let anyone be the voice for the voiceless except for pink and Olivia Rodrigo, literally yeah, anyone. Yeah. So it's just uh, plus it always just comes off as uh, it's self grant uh, self aggrandizing. It's great. It's it's totally like look at me, look how I'm standing up for something, mm -hmm. and you literally can feel them like like their 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 manager's like don't pat yourself on the back, don't do it. It's gonna look bad if you pat yourself on the back when you <laughs> say all this stuff. <laughs> it never comes off as authentic right. to anyone. So. Super chats. Yes, we made it. We, we made did it. it! Yay! Uh, <laughs> unavailable ID name said Muhammad Ali threw his Olympic gold medal into the Ohio River in 1975. That's the kind of statements celebs need to make. Lead by example instead of virtue signaling. Speech is easy. Action is harder. Yeah, he went to jail. Yep. He Thank went you. to jail. Well, think about like how many, what was like, like we're protesting the Olympics, but we're still going like sure. this year, like uh, or, like whatever it was. Uh, who is it? Russia. Russia was allowed to compete, but not as Russia or something like that. Like it's, they always want the credit for the virtue signal, right, right, right. Uh, but they never want to actually follow through. Yeah. yeah, good call, whoever 
said that. Joseph said, laughter is as mysterious as gravity to me. Hmm. Laughter is, uh, it's, it's one of those, like, for me, um, when I'm, ha- I don't watch a lot of comedies, but I watch a lot I of. Don't either, yeah. uh, I watch a lot of dramedies, and that's because uh, the comedic moments uh, moments are couched within seriousness, which is more how the real world actually works. I was just talking about that when I was writing the vlog today, um, where it's to me, it's like if you have really unfunny gags, but there's no story behind it, yeah. you can go, oh, all right. But if there's emotional stakes and you can take the tools of drama for comedy and then the comedy is a surprise, but also you have these characters that you're like invested in, um, that's where it's like, oh, it's beautiful. Like my favorite part of The Office isn't Dwight stuff. It's the Jim and Pam romance. Yeah. And then you put jokes in that romance and it's like, oh, okay, this is great. So, some shows can do it. With it. Like I, I love 30 Rock, even though I, I don't oh, me consider too. that to be like very dramatic. No, no, no. But like, then you can also have like joke factory stuff. But there were yeah. even moments, right? Like Tina Fey and Alec Baldwin's relationship. Yeah. There's a very like there's st- there's sub there's still substance. It doesn't have yeah. to be drama. Yep. All right. Next. Uh, Bad App said something that <laughs> is edgy and maybe could be construed as an incitement of violence, so, so I we'll don't want to say one. it. Can you text it to me, please? Uh, <laughs> uh, unavailable ID name said, if you don't stand for something, you will fall for anything. Alexander Hamilton. Mm. It's taken out Hamilton. of context. People feel they have to take a stance. Or at least yeah, have, that's kind of what I was have your stance, but you know, like, like maybe that's my, my idea of like what narcissism is. Like just because you have a strong opinion doesn't mean you really need to share it with uh, with everyone. I mean, like, again, you know. I think they can do it, but what a baller move if like Billie Eilish just anonymously doted, d- donated like a million dollars to Planned Parenthood and said nothing. Yeah, like well, do something. Yeah. I, I would rather they, uh, but I so I hate the idea, like uh, the constant narcissism of Hollywood where the representation argument falls in there, where like you somehow are anointed to, to represent this whole Total, group yes, of people. Yeah, it's just right showing, off. Yeah, it's sure. showing how lost we are that we would even look to these entertainers right. as moral we, authorities. We should all look to Hillside Church every <laughs> Hill, Hillsong Church. Damn. You're gonna get it. You'll uh, get it eventually. You'll get it. I got Hillside Church in trouble. <laughs> They're probably just a bunch of sweet. Quakers. Someone at Hillside is like, "What's leave wrong us, with yeah. this guy?" We're just trying to stop war. <laughs> There's just like a Hillside Church. We're like, leave us out of this. This isn't our problem. We didn't right? do anything. I would love to meet Chris Pratt. <laughs> Perfect. All right, we're gonna go do Podluck, and I want to. We might do this first. Uh, these two first parts of Podluck into a full segment. So this is uh, the flat. There's a rumor for the the Flash, and it says. Uh, that Warner Brothers has canceled an eight-part TV series because it starred Ezra Miller. When did that guy turn into such uh, a monster? Uh, he didn't turn into it. He just always was. He always was. Okay. Uh, my guess is like, yeah, that he was kind of... Uh, trauma. trauma. Maybe trauma no. made him the, that way. They'd have to know the inside joke. <laughs> Sorry. I'll, I'll play that clip someday. <laughs> it was One still funny. we'll explain it, our it, inside joke. I'll be honest. It was still dark enough that I laughed. <laughs> There's an inside joke where uh, basically there's a channel that I like called Clownfish TV read this article about uh, the guy who made Terminator Dark Fate which bombed at the theaters and he talks about how he's still processing he's processing the trauma of the movie bombing bombing in the in the hosts were like drinking that night while doing the show and she just laughs at the way he said at at the concept of (sighs) trauma over a movie getting uh being the reason that you're that you I wish my million dollar movie that I got to make with a bunch of hot people I wish that was my trauma not an alcoholic family member I know right 
Oh. All right, so it says, uh, the controversy surrounding the Flash star Ezra Miller, who uses they, them pronouns, because they have to put it in every article so that the article because makes sense. Because the language is confusing. Do you also think Ezra Miller just made that up to get out of trouble? Like, you can't be mad at me, because I no, identify as... Literally, yes. No, like, yes, I, while I getting he, While getting arrested for disorderly conduct, conduct and assault, he is like, I'm not binary transgender. You can't search me. I demand that a woman searches me because I'm non-binary transgender. I identify as do you not take me to jail. You are committing a federal hate crime by calling me Mr. He threatened. He threatened to, to, to file a, a claim of a hate crime against the police officer who's just like, just imagine being that the cop in Hawaii. Is like, I just want to get home to my wife. Yeah, and by the way, yeah, I have the flash shouting pronouns at me. Uh, and <laughs> By the way, like cool trans people out there should be the most furious. Yeah, when, no, they should. When, when it gets used like this, it's the same thing with with when all this stuff comes out with from like the bright parts of the world when they're when they're talking about the ridiculous stuff happening happening at a at the pride parade. The people who are just living their lives are the ones who end up getting screwed because they're just trying to live their life, go to work. Uh, be married, whatever, the, whatever's going on, and then they get lumped in with these people who are clearly doing stuff that has this. Uh, yeah, that's yeah. exactly what happened with. Yeah, the whole, yeah, anyway, I don't want to get political. So it says, yeah, so it says, uh, and many fans have made it clear that they have little to no interest in seeing the actor continue to play the fastest man alive. Uh, what changes, if any, uh, Warner Brothers will make to the movie remains to be seen. Though we've heard that Miller won't be asked to return in the future. That has since been continually brought up. It says, is then led. Uh, has that led to a planned HBO Max series? Featuring the Scarlet Speedster being scrapped. Actor Carolyn, uh, Carolyn Kwan from Lucifer and The End of Us, I've never seen The End of Us, recently took to Twitter to claim that a friend of hers had been developing a project that has since been canceled because it included uh, Ezra Miller's uh, version of The Flash, Barry Allen. It is a little surprising that the plan was to take The Flash from his own movie to what we're assuming is an HBO Max series, though it's possible he'd have been a supporting character. The idea here is like they, they've seen like a lot of positive influence around bringing Michael Keaton back to do like old, basically like a, I, I'm guessing they want to do Batman Beyond or something of that nature with that character and Sasha Calais as uh, Supergirl. Um, there was her own virtue signaling today in a bunch of articles. It says, for example, though it's always possible that they might have been an event series picking up after the aftermath of whatever damage the hero does to the DC Extended Universe in his solo outing. They could absolutely do a Flashpoint Paradox uh, TV series because a lot of people have uh, made the claim that the, the story doesn't really work in the form of a movie it would work better uh, in a longer form series so maybe the idea was that they were going to do like a, a Flashpoint Paradox eight part, 8 part special or something involving DC rebuilding their universe after that movie and now they're saying that they can't do that because Ezra Miller keeps beating up women in Hawaii and choke slamming women in, in Iceland and, and also and, doing it very fast and around the globe like the Flash and, would which is yeah he kind of is they're in Iceland maybe they're, they're up to yeah, the yeah. name yeah seriously that, that would be a big twist huh? if he was actually the Flash Iceland, Hawaii, one woman, another woman. How's he doing Vermont. this so fast? A yeah. whole series about like how the worst person you could ever want to end up with superpowers accidentally ends up with superpowers. As the Flash. Who was on with us with the last update? Um, the libertarian oh. marijuana farm. Uh, I don't remember what that. Yes, uh, bullets I, and guns lying all over the floor. In yeah, the nursery. Like, I don't remember. Who, um, I, it might have been uh, Dane. That day, Come for a second, I don't remember. Basically, uh, he like he he's got like now. I don't know if you know about the women and the and the twelve year old kids and all the grooming that he's been in trouble for doing. Uh, but like now he's got like a a, a a woman with her three kids living at his marijuana farm. Uh, and now in this Vermont. dad who is still in Hawaii is trying to get custody of his kids back. 
while they're living on his farm. And there's bullets, there's loose bullets on the ground and unsecured firearms. And it's just like, like I said, if it wasn't for the grooming children uh, and all the awful stuff, the whole marijuana farm riddled with guns, the libertarians. Rebels, something, cannabis. Yeah, Yeah. just replace Ezra Miller Uh, with Ron Paul and that place is a paradise. Oh, gosh. (laughs) And the kids and the the, the the mom. And the the groom, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, give them back to the husband in Hawaii. Yeah. Exactly. So it says, uh, if Miller is indeed be pulled the plug on a TV show like this simply because if Warner Brothers has indeed pulled the plug on a TV show like this simply because Miller was involved, then it may not bode well for the character's future. Rather than recasting Barry, it now appears that he might be shelved, potentially leaving the DCEU with an even bigger mess in terms of continuity. Yeah, I have no idea what they would do with that, but I know what they should do. What, what they should do is just uh, this article so here. Deviously. Yes, uh, Christian Bale says that he would play Batman again if Christopher Nolan is directing, and I say just do that. Christopher throw, Nolan, he him, let's go. Throw <laughs> all the money at Christopher. Now here's the problem. I don't think it would actually be good because I think it will call back to an era in cinema that is no longer allowed. The only good DC movies, period, are those Batman's. The uh, there's been nothing good. Uh, Joker was fine. The Suicide Squad sequel was good. That was um, the James Gunn one, right? That was the James Gunn Fantastic. one. Fantastic. That, was, that was great. So uh, Christian Bale has opened but up. But you took a Marvel guy to make it good. That, I mean, I guess you could call him a Marvel guy. But Guardians. Like, from Guardians. Guardians of the yeah. Galaxy. But uh, I, I love that movie. It was so um, good. It was one of my favorite movies. I'm also, I don't hate Batman versus Superman's extended edition. I hated the, the version that went to theaters. Oh, interesting. I didn't I, see the extended. I, the extended edition fills in a lot of those plot holes. It's okay. still not objectively a good movie, even though I do believe that... Christian Bale, or that, I'm sorry, that Ben Affleck is a fairly good Batman. We always Dane. like blaming Ben Affleck on everything, and he's fine, everybody. He's fine. I really like Dane him. Dane is seething, is seething right and now. coping right now That's as fine. if he was uh, an activist on Twitter. <laughs> so Bale took uh, took on the role of uh, Bruce Wayne in Batman Begins, reprising it in The Dark Knight, uh, and then in The Dark Knight Rises. I love Batman Begins more than The, other, more than the Dark Knight, actually. Uh, Bale re- uh, revealed he's made a pact with Christopher Nolan, who co-wrote and directed The Dark Knight series. If you were ever to re- return to the role as Batman, he told Screen I had a pact with Chris Nolan. I like. I love when celebrities get to call each other like like. He's not Christopher Nolan. He's Chris. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. I had a I had a pact with Chris with Chris Nolan. It's overly he's, familiar. Yes. Me he's, and uh, me and Jay Abrams were at the diner the other day. Exactly. <laughs> Where's yeah, the other Jay? Mm, you don't get to say that. It's, it is <laughs> weird, like when somebody calls you like by a short form name, and you're like, we're not there yet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, he said, uh, "Hey, look, let's make three films. If we're lucky enough to get to do that, and then let's walk away. Let's not linger too long. In my mind, if you would do something, if Chris Nolan ever said to himself, you know what, I've got I've got another story to tell, and he wished to tell that story, I." He's like, I'd be in. So I don't think that would ever happen because I don't think Christopher Nolan ever wanted to make those movies to begin with. Really? I think he did it because he knew it would get him carte blanche with Warner Brothers to make the movies he wanted to make. Uh, if you really then think about it. how did they just end up good on accident? Because he's a good filmmaker. But I don't, think, <laughs> I don't think he was really ever all that wow. interested in the concept of superheroes. Yeah, it's like with. Batman's dope. He's good. It's, a, it's, it's not even a superhero movie. Objectively, it's a crime thriller. There's, there's no superhero. I mean... Batman isn't. Well, it's, there's Batman no super was never. Characters. Yeah, Batman was never like really a superhero to begin with. He was an unhinged rich guy. <laughs> but 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 the idea here is that like that would he come back to do another one? But the problem is, just think if they re- if they make another one, there's going to be quotas and it's going to have to meet this checkbox. Unless it's have to Christopher do this. Nolan goes all Northman, he's got. Uh, y- you are correct that mm. he is one of the few filmmakers who's given 
a fair amount of carte blanche to do what he wants because his films are so successful. Uh, he gets to cast who he wants most of the time. Most of his movies have the same Michael Caine, this, uh, but this Killian Murphy. This is what Murphy. we've been talking oh. about. This is why the, the torch just simply cannot be passed down for actors or filmmakers. Well, I, because in order to make anything that you want to make, you have to be mega rich, mega powerful mm. based on a track record that you can't build anymore because right. real art is not allowed anymore. He was allowed to build that in the early 2000s with Memento. With, with right. Everything. Yeah, exactly. So I, uh, I don't think it would happen now, but I would love to see what he would do with um, uh, with Batman. And I, I just don't, I don't see it happening. I'll say an old liberal talking point I used to have that I still <laughs> stand by because it would actually probably even piss off some liberals, which is when you start appeasing woke people for no other reason than to appease them, not for the artistic integrity of your project, mm -hmm. you get a worse project. That doesn't mean, though, that representation is inherently bad. No, no. Right? Black Panther was great, and seeing little black kids see themselves as a superhero for the first time was awesome. Same with uh, Shang-Chi. Well, they've clearly never seen Blade. Oh, Blade. I remember that. Um, but you know what I mean? Uh, I also, do you remember Passenger 57? Never saw it. Infinitely more insane. Um, he literally, before he kills the bad guys on an airplane, that's the entire movie. He just goes, yep. always bet on black and hangs up. The <laughs> so good. You just can't make that stuff. So nowadays. good, dude. Um, but it's like, you can still say that representation is good, but you can also say it's bad for everyone when it's done inauthentically. Make a dope movie with an all-women's cast. Don't get like bullied into making an Ocean's Eleven with women just because you it's the trendy thing to do. Make a really cool movie with a female black lead because like she happened to be the best for it yeah. or that's or that's the world you come from, right? Like I remember I went on MSNBC once and everyone was mad that girls the show girls on HBO Lena Dunham show didn't have more black people I remember that and I remember saying on MSNBC like do you want Lena Dunham writing for black people you'll be mad at that what you should do is also have a show with a black showrunner which by the way they have now and it's great because it's authentic so let girls be girls let that be that blah 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 it's like it's like when I watch uh, the closest thing that I found to the wire uh, would be power with Omari Hardwick oh, uh, Joseph Sikora uh, like that's a show uh, Courtney I, I forget the, the last name of the showrunner but the the show Courtney Kemp or something okay. like that. Okay, that is an authentically done show that is beautiful. Uh, at least in the first, uh, I, I I wasn't a huge fan of the last season, but I, I felt that uh, all those shows tend to get convoluted uh, towards the end. Oh, Banshee! Instead of wrapping up, they literally fight like a, a sex demon. Yes, it's very the, weird. Uh, but but the the idea here is that like that show felt authentic from the get go right. because the people making it uh, understood uh, how the culture needed to be represented on screen for better or for worse. Right. Whereas like the script I wrote, it's sort of like it, it's it's me and my brother and we're both white guys. If I wrote that for a black person just to be woke and like started writing like black vernacular and stuff. But, the, it's but, like, but you also can't, but you also can't uh, you can't fall into the trap of I you can only write for people that look like you. You can oh, only I write for people like that. Great point. That's great that's point. BS yes, because we all that know too. that great writers uh, Christopher Priest who's a comic book writer got very sick of like he's like he's like I didn't want to be a comic book. I, I was like I don't want to be the black comic book writer. I just want to be the comic book writer yeah. they would only it's like if, for, there was a point in time where they started like we'll give you black panther we'll give you the like they wouldn't give he's like i want to write daredevil i want to write the punisher right, i want to like i don't want to write these like oh should we make daredevil I'm black like, no tempted to believe we're past the point of no return yeah. with like this conversation about representation 
because what we were talking about earlier with the Robert Eggers comments mm. is that any story that's authentically representing human emotion and motivations represents all people exactly. in some way. There is a tinge of truth in every human culture uh, because a culture literally is just uh, life sprung up and it propagating itself. Like, I I'm getting a little bit, like, meta right now or, or deep, but Esoteric. it's like... What I mean is that you don't need to represent the surface level. You can represent a story that uh, speaks to emotions everyone has felt and exactly. experiences everyone exactly. has had. And we're like so um, fatally self-aware at this point. Um, like there's some innocence lost. Uh, we're it, not going to we're no, not going to get back. Yeah, I don't think that was too deep at all. I really like that. I remember I met. Um, uh, uh, I met uh, Jeff Loeb, the um, the Batman writer. Yep. And I asked him his advice as a writer, and it was really cool. He mapped out the story of Cinderella as in comic book, mm -hmm. in, in like you know, in in comic book beats. He did dare, Daredevil stuff too, didn't he? Or yeah, he did a ton. I mean, okay. the famous one. I think he did Long Halloween was the famous okay. Batman one he did. But anyway, and and. The story was just so simple. I mean, so many stories are like hero's journey and stuff like that. When, you, when you're a creative person and you start with, I have to write a thing for this minority. Or this demographic, any, de any, any demographic. demographic yeah. It's just, no, tell, tell this, figure out what your story is. Where's the heart to the story? Yep. And then whatever kind of character lends itself to that story naturally, that's your character. Yep. If it's a minority, great. If it's someone... If it's a white dude, great. Like whoever it is, just tell a beautiful story that everyone can relate to. Yep. I don't know. I, I think part of it is like maybe it's because like in the context of superheroes, like it's such an inaccessible idea to the average person that they need to make it more like uh, about surface level traits because most people aren't going. Most people understand the idea of wanting to be a superhero, but you don't identify with it the same way you, you identify with the desire to want to do that to be a person of that level of virtue, of that strength. level of strength. And again, I, I will say when I saw, how do you pronounce Shang-Chi? I'm more Asian. I think than it's Shang-Chi. Shang-Chi. When I, I saw that, um, I I've actually seen that a couple times. I really love that movie. And when I went, I saw these like, this dad taking pictures of like his little Asian kids by the the poster mm -hmm. or the cardboard cutout and it was awesome and i was like oh that's got to be cool for them yep. to see someone who looks closer to them and their culture and they were eating their food and stuff like that but again that doesn't mean now every superhero has to be asian or every superhero it's like yeah you can make it for all people with but that was all that that was an authentic movie but Black the story was needs an to, yes the yeah. story needs to come first a hundred percent yep all right, uh, and we're gonna we're gonna do one more uh, little thing here where I want to uh, I was right about Johnny Depp because they they talk about it here today. Uh, <laughs> it says uh, uh, Johnny Depp is not in talks to reprise role of Captain Jack Sparrow uh, in the Pirates oh, of the Caribbean phrase yeah. franchise. That's a that's a big shucks. Guys. Amber Heard is, which is awkward. That is weird. That's yes, very weird. Uh, very weird. Jacqueline Sparrow. Jacqueline Sparrow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Be, uh, very, very tortured. Yeah, he's not in talks to reprise his role as Captain Jack Sparrow in the Pirates of the Caribbean franchise. 
apologized, says a spokesperson to Fox News Digital. The denial comes on the heels of a report that the Australian gossip site Pop Topic. I'm gonna have I'm gonna start my own fake news. I'm gonna start fake like news, it. Fake news. Starting my own beef. My first, my first online beef will be Pop the website. Pop culture crisis. We are coming Austeria. for you. Yeah. Pop Topic. <laughs> Take that, Aussies. Pod wars. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Alleging that Depp 59 is hammering out a 301 million dollar deal. Maybe they thought like the one made it sound more real. They're like, well, well the one million dollars is meant to make up for the one million alpacas. So it, you're vi- you're evaluating one alpaca equals one dollar. Perfect. Uh, what perfect. a rip off. That is a very yeah, well. You buy in bulk. You buy in bulk. Uh, true. So this is uh, uh so that was the deal. They <laughs> said that there was going to be a three hundred one million dollar deal with Disney to appear in the sixth pirate movie. I don't know if that's still in, in route to have uh, Margot Robbie. She's very busy wearing uh, neon rollerblades I in the pictures it. for Barbie. Uh, Tell me um, that's not like. At least appealing. It is either like, going to be the worst or the best movie of all time. I can't who, wait. I hope it's good. Have we no have idea. to review it. I'll see it. it. We, yeah, we should all go together. You have no idea how many normies are sending me pictures because they're like, you were a sponsored rollerblader. Look at this movie with people. Oh, is with that me. why yeah. you're bothered? Yes. I had no, oh, okay. I did not have an inkling of like why that I, bothered me. It's funny you so because, much. okay, Barbie is wearing like regular rec <laughs> skates, oh, no. but the pictures of Will Ferrell, he's actually wearing Razor's aggressive skates that have no brakes on there. And I'm just picturing Will Ferrell just eating crap and it, it makes me joyous inside just yeah. a little bit at the idea of like why didn't they give this guy a pair of skates with brakes like he doesn't need the the, the aggressive skates it made no sense so it says the <laughs> da- <laughs> also just really quick on the Johnny Depp thing I, I'm even if they offered it to him it's like screw you guys you don't deserve it the next pirate's mm-hmm. gonna bomb it's your fault like, right. it wouldn't bomb if he was in it, it would have no 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 I'm saying it, yeah. it's gonna bomb without him and good That's but, what and you part get. of the rumor was that they sent him some sleazy gift basket before the trial was even over being like sorry gross uh, come back you're please. all cowards I also yeah. uh, want to point out that what they could do if Disney wanted to be really ghoulish is just uh, make the movie with Margot Robbie, but then start rumors that there's going to be a cameo of Depp at the end. Uh, or a cameo of Herd. Oh, if they brought Herd into it. I've been I would saying almost, Aquaman crossover with Pirates with of the Pirates Caribbean. Caribbean. It's so obvious. I would almost, uh, I would almost appreciate the pettiness. If they, were to, if they were to bring they just, Amber They Hurden. won't have a scene together, but yeah. we can like deep fake it. Well, Something. We can make Warner, it work. Deep fake it. One is Warner Brothers and one is... Guys, is, again, I know I pitched this last time with, I believe, a movie about a baby raptor. We could write little five-page sketches and do table reads. We can do table reads of our Amber Heard Aquaman <laughs> Pirates of the Caribbean. And it would be great. Table reads are the most fun part of script writing because you don't actually have to act, but you get to sit there and just read your jokes like it's a script it's fantasy fiction the best get, get off the bed atlantean woman yeah. get off the bed <laughs> now oh Fantastic. no <laughs> not now so yeah so he's so he's the, they're not going to make that movie sorry guys uh do you want to do dove cameron quick uh i don't really think it's a topic that can be done yeah. like okay fly okay, cause by because I, so. I don't know anything about okay it. uh before we go then before we go i just want to mention this i didn't send this one to you guys they did renew uh, a show called the old man on FX for season two. Oh, well, we can talk about it because we've been DMing about it. Yes, it is very, very, thank, thank you. you. It is very, very, very good. Everyone, um, by the way, who assumes I spend all day DMing chicks on Instagram, I'm pretty much just DMing Brett. That's just me. And I'm ignoring all the girls because I'm not getting in trouble Big and reveal. I just want to live
of my life. Exactly. So Brett and I will write about the old man. I'm like, hey, dog, you're ahead of me. Tell me if the dog dies. If not, I'm in. I'll keep watching. I am waiting on. I haven't watched episode three yet. Episode one was fantastic. Oh, is it episode three? Episode yet? is it out yet? Episode three is out on Hulu. You can watch it on Hulu. Okay. Uh, episode one is fantastic. One of the coolest action scenes I've ever seen. Yeah, the the scene at the end, right? Oh, uh, uh, yeah. It's, it's incredible. I was trying to explain it last night to like to to Greg, to Ellis, and I just I couldn't do it justice. I'm yeah. like, in the in the in the sound design, it, it, you gotta watch it. You gotta yeah. watch it. So uh, it is getting renewed for a season two. This as well as Dark Winds, which is another show. That one's an AMC talk, I think show. So I would keep a lookout. Now, guys, you can watch uh, if you have Hulu. You can watch the FX. You can watch this show. Uh, every Friday, a new episode comes out. Oh, right by now. the way, July 1st, a uh, new Chris Pratt uh, series coming to Amazon the Prime, the the term, which I'm very excited about. Also, I believe a conservative author. I've been listening to his interview on Rogan, Jack Carr, um, and it sounds just violent fun. And guess what it's about? Revenge! Well, so I, I will come on to talk about that. Further I'm, proof that Chris Pratt is really just an alt-right Yahtzee. Yo, I got Amazon <laughs> Prime back just for that. Just for a that show? Yep. See. Uh, not see. He's Yat- not he's, a see. Well, he's Yahtzee. He's he's Yahtzee. Yahtzee. He does not see. All right. He does um, not see color because we are all one. Perfect. Right? Exactly. There we go. And with that virtue signal, why don't you share mm-hmm. with everyone your social media so they Do, know where to find you? Guys, follow me on Twitter <laughs> at Jamie Kilstein, J A M I E K I L S T E I N. Follow me on my shadow band Instagram. There is a picture that uh, of, of me and Tulsi Gabbard that I just post and has like. 44 likes because people think she's a Russian asset. Uh, my Instagram is at the Jamie Kilstein and then my podcast, a F ups guide to the universe. You can type in the full thing on iTunes or Spotify or go to Jamie And don't forget to check out cast castle where I am uh, writing and one of the stars in this new fictionalized world we are putting together and tell the team how much you love it. Uh, as well as um, um, a fantastic one coming out tomorrow. Yeah, it's going to be great. Right? We got bread in it. We uh, got bread. Oh, you guys, not, not only did we get, we got, Tulsi Gabbard, but honestly, the bigger get is Brad. <laughs> That's uh, we're gonna we're gonna clip that, and make a clip out of that one. There was a super chat there before we yes, go. Yes, Bad App said Brink is the best Disney movie <laughs> ever. Soul Skaters for life. Okay, uh, the guy who played um, the the bad guy Val in that movie was an actual aggressive skater. The actor he was, he also played Spike in Little Giants. If anybody remembers the movie Little Giants, oh my God, I do. Um, but uh, there's a fantastic line in that movie that I haven't been able to check to see if it's on the actual Disney Plus version, where he says to uh, Gabrielle, where the bad guy says to Gabrielle. He says, if you don't like it here, why don't you go back to Mexico? Which I don't think Disney would allow these days. Wow. Uh, but, uh, the, you know, <laughs> Disney movies in the 90s were, were pretty edgy. Uh, <laughs> so I, I do recommend going and watching that movie. That movie is fantastic. So, Mary, let yes. everyone know where they can find you. You can find me on Instagram or WeChat at Closer Kitty. And whenever I post articles on TimCast.com, like the one I posted today, I promote them on there. Very, very uh, hot button issues like today. Yeah. Yes. I, I really turned up the snark. It was, uh, yes. Uh, what was the one line? The subtitle. Uh, the, the one line that I oh, thought was really uh, funny. Pink's legion of rootin' tootin' <laughs> Bible thumping fans are surely devastated Mary is so by her demand fine. that they stop listening to her music. I'm going to use rootin' tootin'. Rootin' tootin'. So, just say it one more time. Rootin' tootin'. Jamie, one Jamie? more time. R- me? What? Rootin' tootin'. <laughs> rootin' tootin' Bible thumping fans. <laughs> 
It is what it is, guys. It's perfect. It is perfect. <laughs> guys, you can follow me on Instagram, <laughs> at Brett Dasovic for the show. Please tune in here Monday through Friday right here on YouTube.com, 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. That is noon Pacific for Pop Culture Crisis. We are on social media as well. We are on Twitter, at PopCulture underscore show, Facebook and TikTok, at PopCultureCrisis, and on Instagram, at PopCultureCrisisPod. We will be back with another episode tomorrow. We'll see you then, guys. Bye. Bye.